Looking to be in the know on all things franchising? You're in the right place. Welcome to Franchise Frankness with your hosts, the preeminent experts in all things franchising, Tiffany Tolliver, Paul Gigi, and Steve Slowey. Here at the Franchise Frankness headquarters, we're constantly thinking of how we can add value to you. You told us in the comments section of social media that you wanted to hear more about commercial real estate and how that relates to franchising. So today we thought we'd give you exactly what you asked for. We're going to cover some basics of letters of intent. In your search for real estate for your franchise or for your small business, there are two routes that you can take. You can either lease or you can buy. About 85% of franchisees lease, so that's what we're going to focus on today. And just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Franchise Frankness YouTube channel and give this video a thumbs up if you like learning about commercial real estate. So let's get the definitions out of the way. What is a letter of intent? A letter of intent is an outline of an agreement between two parties. Now there's no universal standard format for an LOI or a letter of intent, but there are some standard clauses that you should make sure are covered. First, rent. That's the cornerstone of the negotiation. The first question everyone always asks is how much is the rent? So in most cases, the landlord or the broker will quote you a rent rate and a price per square foot. So let's work through an example of what that looks like. Let's say that you're interested in a 3,400 square foot space for your franchise restaurant. The landlord's rep has told your broker that the rent rate is $25 per square foot. So let's take that 3,400 square feet and multiply by $25 per square foot. That lands us at $85,000 annual base rent. If you wanna figure out what that is in a monthly rent number, you just divide that number by 12. Of course, you want that rent to be as low as possible, but a reasonable rate hovers around 10% of occupancy. So whatever your gross sales are, you want your rent rate to stay, you want your annual rent rate to stay south of 10% of that number. The bigger issue surrounding rent is how the space will be tendered to you, meaning how will the landlord deliver the space? Will it be an as-is or will, it, will the landlord be required to fix it up before they turn it over to you? The condition is covered in what's called a work letter. The work letter is often attached to the LOI as an exhibit and it covers things like your HVAC, water, sewer, and electrical. Number two is the permitted use clause. In this clause of the LOI, you're asking the landlord to agree to your specific use of the space. So if you're opening an arcade that serves alcohol, you have to describe that use specifically. So you'd write something in the LOI like, an arcade selling alcohol for on-premises consumption, the selling of merchandise, and other food items. You should go on to talk about any other vending machines and other ways that you'll be using the premises. This is important because while you may be in the clear from a zoning perspective with the municipality, that does not guarantee that your use and specificity is allowed by the landlord or the landlord's other tenants as bound to him by other lease agreements. Number three, lease commencement and rent commencement. Those sound like the same thing, right? Your rent should start on the same day that your lease starts. And you'd like to think that all those things occur on the first day that you're open for business but they're not. They're actually two very separate things. Lease commencement is the day that your lease starts. Landlords like to make this day the day that they hand the keys to you, whether or not you have construction to do on the space. Rent commencement is the day that your rent starts. If you're like most people, you want to put that day off until you're making some money. It can be tricky to get the landlord to agree to delay your rent payments until you're open and operating, but you should absolutely ask for it. And number four is exclusivity. If you buy into a franchise or invest money into a small business, you naturally want to protect that asset 
One way to do that is to negotiate an exclusivity clause into the LOI. An exclusivity clause makes it very difficult for the landlord to put a direct competitor in the same shopping center as you are. So let's say that you owned a bagel shop on an end cap in a shopping center. And let's say that the owner of another bagel shop so saw how well you were doing and wanted to open up a, his second location in that same shopping center, maybe two doors down from yours. Without an exclusivity clause, they could technically do that. Now, a savvy landlord will initially object to that, but for the right rent rate, and if he wants you out of the center, the landlord could let that happen. And now onto everybody's favorite topic, the personal guarantee. So I get a lot of questions about guarantees and just to get this out of the way, I'm not an attorney. But typically a landlord will ask for a guarantee in almost every case, unless you're a giant company or a huge conglomerate. A guarantee does exactly what it sounds like it does. It guarantees the landlord rent payments or reimbursement of assets in the case that you flake out and default on your lease. The nitty gritty detail of the guarantee is spelled out in your lease agreement, but you can negotiate the terms of the guarantee upfront in your LOI. So you could potentially get the landlord to relax on the length of the guarantee, or you could propose a burn down of that guarantee. So how do these items tie into franchising? So regardless of whether you're a franchisee or you're a small business owner, the items that I've talked about here are important to you. The advantage you have if you're a franchisee is that your franchisor will be able to provide you with a lot of this language. But not to fear if you're not a franchisee because a good broker will have a bank of standard language that they can use to help you as well. There are a lot of clauses that you could insert into an LOI to construct an all around good deal for yourself. Ultimately, no matter how many professionals that you hire, you're the one that's gonna be responsible for getting yourself the best deal possible. And there's a wealth of free tools and literature to help you out over on FranchiseFrankness.com. There's a button down there that lets me know you care, so click it if you liked this video. Thanks so much for watching, and I'll catch you next time. Have a question for your hosts of Franchise Frankness, Tiffany Tolliver, Paul Gigi, and Steve Slowey? Go online to FranchiseFrankness.com now.